we've got this uh, housing crisis going on in the province. It's national, but it's also happening in the province. That's for sure. The supply issue is low. We need to get more supply, whether it just be uh, uh, houses that people buy out proper or rental units uh, into the mix here. And uh, speed is is paramount. Marianne McKenna is an architect with uh, KPMB, and she is working on a really interesting project where there are a bunch of churches. Canada has about 28,000 churches. A large number of them are uh, sitting abandoned. Uh, they're underused. They're in danger of closing down. She is working on redesigning a church in downtown Toronto. It was first built in 1887 as the Sherburne Street Methodist Church. It is now called St. Luke's, and it is going to be turned into a rental property. And thanks for joining us, Marianne. I know you've been really uh, flexible with your time. I do appreciate it. Thanks, Kelly. So tell us a little Uh, bit about uh, this project and, you know, what are the challenges when you're turning a a church as old as, you know, over 100 years into rental units? Well, I think the, the context for doing this is interesting. It is, this is an independent company, development company that's uh, initiated by the United Church of Canada is looking at, you know, I think we all know um, how difficult it is to redevelop these church properties. And many of the congregations, individual congregations have gone to, tried to work with individual developers. Uh, and there are issues just about the cost of construction and the return on investment that developers are looking for. So the United Church has some significant advantages. I mean, they have 3,000 properties across Canada, 300 of interest um, that are particularly, you know, ripe for redevelopment in urban and suburban contexts. So it's really a mix of typologies that we're we're looking at with the church. Um, St. Luke's is particularly interesting because, as you say, it is a heritage church at the corner of Sherburne and Carleton. It has, it, it has a big uh, it has a small congregation, a dwindled congregation, but a big outreach in terms of its mission to serve the community. So the the ambition for uh, the company, the development company, of, which is, you know, a, a source through the United Church is uh, called Kindred Works. And there's um, a website where, they're, where they've begun to put out material uh, to explain what they're doing. And it really is taking these community facilities, these pieces of infrastructure, our community infrastructure, restoring and revitalizing them as part of a community, and then in certain cases like this particular St. Louis one, uh, taking down the old gymnasium, the additions that were made subsequent to it being the church being, this heritage church being constructed, and, and developing housing. With okay. the, the overall ambition is to make ho- is to make homes for people. So you as an architect, you're not taking the inside of the old church and turning that somehow into um, rental units. You'll be building the rental units onto the church. Is that correct? Yeah. That, and I think that's a really important point is that, you know, it's, it's you know, these are, these are, have been sacred spaces. They are part of the infrastructure of community. And I think our culture is, you know, in North American culture is as, as it's evolved. And so making these, you know, changing, transforming them, maybe right-sizing them, maybe making the spaces smaller, uh, more event spaces associated or program spaces for training, but still maintaining a mission out of this church for that community and then wrapping it with housing units. 
is the, you know, having, there would be separate entrances, but no, nothing, I mean, the, the church itself, the big, great big barn of a church will be right size. So we have strategy, architectural strategies to, to really redevelop the nave of the church and then add some community rooms to the base of this building. And then so how do you how do you do that? Because the nave is you know what everybody looks at and is you know it was they were built specifically to um, you know inspire awe when you were, walked into a church. They've well, got those beautiful stained glass windows. Do, are you going to be um, you know uh, putting extra floors on? And will it? No, you know, we, we maintain. I mean, I think we keep the scale of the space because it is inspiring, and I think it can be used for you know, not only um, events of, of the United Church, but also for cultural performances, for lectures, for, for training. You know, these are spaces that are can do many things, and we will keep architecturally, you know, we want to keep mm. the heritage of the building, maintain the, the exterior envelope of the building, and certainly maintain the stained glass windows, and, and put them in context. You know, we need to think about our, our heritage in context of, um, you know, the, the, the origins of our country, Indigenous people who were here first. And I think contextualizing and, and interpreting where we are today with a new kind of mandate that is a, about outreach to community. So these will still be beautiful spaces. The Navy is the, the kind of the cross axis, obviously, and it has the stained glass windows on those axes. And the ones uh, that face uh, actually west are the, the, the kind of orientation of the church. Those will be maintained, but there will be a different kind of a mezzanine space up there. So in a sense, we're not adding floors in the, in the most beautiful part. We're actually stack, putting a, an additional sort of terrace floor, mezzanine floor within that will be used in a different way. And then beside the, that, another event space. And the rental will be, um, they, they will be affordable housing units and other yes. uh, units for uh, people that you know can't afford to pay uh, market rate, I believe. Yeah, so it's market res- called market rental, and then but that includes thirty percent affordable housing, and that you know sometimes developers change the standards when the affordable housing uh, is put in, but this will be all the kind of same standard of finish and and distributed throughout the mar- the resident market residential. So well, we we know property. Very- you're not growing any more property in the city of Toronto. And if, if there's no. spaces not being used, I think it's kind of uh, interesting that you're taking uh, a space that uh, would call people to really uh, take part in their services. And you're actually taking that space and flipping it over and making it uh, a building that will serve the public, which is really an interesting concept. And it's not about it's. It's doable. And I'm really interested in the final project. How long is this project slated to take? Ah, well, we need to get our approval. So we've been pressuring, you know, as soon as we have approvals, we are, we are ready to go. We're in, you know, what we call contract documents, working documents. And so I think within the next year or so, but it, again, it depends on, you know, pushing things through the city of Toronto. And I think the city is very aware of the need for housing, for homes, for people, for beds, for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know. Fingers I crossed. A, and I cried a, a shout out to them to to help us. And I think this has been, it's been um, an inspiration, I think, to a lot of other churches as well, to other uh, communities to think in a different way. And the whole, the economic formula is different. It's not, it's not the typical condo, um, you know, build and sell and move along. It's really is about maintaining the properties and actually having these properties as they're developed, be almost sister properties with a management company and with um, really intelligent, um, you know, management of all aspects of a property as as 
time goes forward. I have to leave it at that, Marianne. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Marianne McKenna, architect with KPMB.